Hey guys, this is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Real quick before we start the show, I want to tell you guys about my favorite Midwestern record store, Indie, CD, and Vinyl. They're located at 806 Broad Ripple Ave in the thriving heart of the Broad Ripple neighborhood of Indianapolis, Indiana. They've got stacks of wax, punk, metal, hardcore, reggae, hip-hop, techno, EDM, all kinds of stuff. I pop in on a regular basis and I have literally never had a bad experience in this place. Customer service is badass. Selection of music is badass. CDs, vinyl, used, new, all kinds of great shit. Go check these guys out. They're on Facebook and Twitter at Indie, CD, and Vinyl. Make sure you spell it I-N-D-Y. Indie, CD, and Vinyl, where the music is at. Hey folks, Big Jake here just to take a minute and remind you that Music the Lifeblood is not a politically correct podcast. So the following episode might have some colorful commentary on the subjects at hand. Listener discretion is advised. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are old. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to... Music, the lifeblood. Generation behind, going nowhere's just fine. Maybe tonight's the night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Music, the Lifeblood. I am your very humble host, Dustin. Joined with me, as always, the jelly to my donut, the white to my rice, the cream to my coffee, the boner to my something boner boner. (laughs) Big Jake. What are we talking about? Today, we are discussing the uh, first, at first, flop <laughs> of KISS. At first. It's 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 transpired into a success. <laughs> it has. Post, but, uh, ex post we, facto. Yes. We are discussing Creatures of the Night today. Yeah. It's the episode that I always thought was going to be the very last episode of, of the Music the Lightblood podcast. Really? Because I wanted to go out... With one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Not my favorite album, but... One of the But one albums. of them, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Super duper important album to me as a person. Yeah, we, uh, we're back from our self-imposed summer our, exile. Our, our uh, unintended <laughs> self-imposed <laughs> well, exile. Well, initially we're like, hey, we're going to take a couple weeks off because yeah, it's fucking yeah. hot and I got to mow the yard. Um, and then... Technical issues be damned. And then people moving and... All kinds of... It was rough. All kinds of things. But we're back. We're stronger than ever. We're back. Our boners are rock hard. (laughs) Our heads are balder. (laughs) Bold, but I mean, I guess maybe. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to talk about Creatures of the Night. So exciting exciting episode for just me as a person. I mean, I'm pretty excited about it. I like this episode. So I I like this album. A A very rich... Vain. It's a rich. It's. A, I mean, whenever we discuss anything, kiss. It's always a rich vein. Yes, it is. So it, it. It's. We got things to talk about. Yeah, it's like the main line, the jugular, so to speak. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, yes, Music of Lifeblood wants to remind you that we have a Patreon. We do. We want your money. All of it, preferably for a, a great many of things. Yes, a great many of things. Uh, currently. A new laptop. A new laptop. <laughs> Real bad, please. The uh, the the control center of music, the lifeblood. Dare I say, we're operating on 
antiquated goods. We're, we're operating on a wing and a prayer a lot of, <laughs> a lot of these days. But also on top of that, too, go visit the Patreon, obviously. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Music to Lifeblood. There it is. Also, we ventured into the world of Music to Lifeblood merchandise. We have. Buy a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Now, the campaign for this this specific run of t-shirts is is going to be over with this week. So, yeah. however, check back. Indeed. We'll definitely be making more. Because we've sold these. They've moved. They have. It's been I'm nice. Considering coffee mugs. Oh. Yeah. Considering. Stickers, man. Stickers yeah, it came down. It came down to coffee mugs or tampons. I was wait. That's and I, the and joke, I did right? not. No, I was thinking very hard about doing tampons. Can do, do you? Oh. Is there a place we can do that? <laughs> there was. I that's found. not a. That's not I a found. common merch <laughs> no. item. No, it's so. not. But it is absolutely doable. Huh. And we did have requests for butt plugs on the Facebook. So I feel like that's not a serious request. <laughs> <laughs> it was legit. Put our faces on a butt plug. Uh, <laughs> So check back for shirts, check back for mugs, and any yes. number of other bits and pieces of Music Light Blood merch. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're back with the Creatures of the Night episode. Indeed. Hey, what's up, motherfucker? This is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Are you on Instagram? Do you like that shit? Well, guess what? So is Music the Lifeblood. Just search Music the Lifeblood. You can check out pictures of my record collection, and you're going to get random pictures of Haggis the Wonder Mutt, the official Music the Lifeblood dog. All right, Instagram. Fuck yeah. Music the Lifeblood. Woo! Big Jake. Dustin. As you were walking into the Music of the Lifeblood bunker, you said to me, very nonchalantly, I think Creatures of the Night could be one of my most favorite Kiss songs. I, I said that. Those so the things that I said. I'm so gonna... is it safe to say that you do like this album? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, this, uh, this is like, Creatures of the Night, the song is, is up there against like Strutter for me. Those are my, those are the two right now. Is Strutter is always my favorite Kiss song. Right. I love Strutter. Blickum, 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 yeah. Blickum. And, uh, but like Creatures of the Night is it's it's nipping at the heels. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Th- Here, I, this album doesn't sound like a Kiss album. So okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, right. Why don't we talk about that? Here's the interesting thing for me as a Kiss fan, right? So my favorite Kiss album. <laughs> oh God, things are happening. Doesn't have doesn't have a whole lot of Kiss on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like you you like you pop this in and it's like. <laughs> this is an ace and Paul. <laughs> like, these guitars are too good. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a bummer in that sense because it, I mean it is chock full of guest musicians, ghost players, things like that. Yeah, uh, and uh, for most sources that I've ever found over my my kiss digging um, frenzy <laughs> for 30 years Your obsession <laughs> a, a frenzy that lasts 30 years yeah um, most most sources I've found say Gene Simmons does not play much if any bass see on this album. I was gonna say that because like the guitars are obviously someone else like a lot in a lot of places a lot of them yeah in yeah. a lot of places yeah, yeah but like i was listening to actually just on the way here today i was listening to it again and it's like gene didn't play fucking any of this <laughs> like that bass some of those bass lines are pretty complicated well i i in my opinion gene simmons is an underrated bass player i i, w- I will say that see I, right. I i have 
never seen him do anything other than slap a bass and spit blood. So. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go back and listen to a lot of the the, the stuff from you know seventy three to the seventy nine, I guess. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's really good at walking bass lines. He's he's really good at that. That's. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those guys that comes from that sort of Paul McCartney school of doing things. Yeah. Um, he's underrated in that sense. You okay. know that he's able to do that. Um, I guess old style of walking baseline rock and roll sort of stuff. Um, but when you do get to the eighties, he's pretty well phased out. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, you can count on uh, when it comes to the the older albums, uh, starting at Dynasty. If it's an Ace song, it's Ace playing bass. Really? If it's a Paul song, most of the time it's Paul playing bass. If it's a Gene song, Gene will probably play rhythm guitar and some bass. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And Gene's rhythm guitar is easy to spot. Why is that? Because he palm mutes all all the fucking time. <laughs> but why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But it's not the kind of like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not like, yeah, it's not like gent palm muting. Well, I mean, I assumed that. It's like this, uh, it's like that sort of quiet John Lennon sort of Kind of almost thing. like funk guitar. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you listen to a song like Almost Human, that's Gene playing okay. guitar. That's that's him or um what would be another good one? Um Dynasty. Um uh Charisma. Bum 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 that's Gene. He does he does a lot of palm muting stuff and some of that got it worked its way into the '80s material yeah. for Kiss, but not nearly as, not much, as much as what the '70s material yeah. did. So, anyway, like we said earlier, this is a rich vein, and I am just chomping at the bit to talk about a lot of things regarding it. Um, so recorded, uh, recorded mid 1982, yeah. released December of 1982. A bunch of different dates. I can't. That's actually that's really quick. Usually there's like a year in between like well, recording I mean, and they were in bad shape. They were oh. they were hurting for money, so they gotcha. were churning it out as quickly as they can. That went real well for them. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went <laughs> sarcasm was thick there. So. Dunes. Yeah. Produced by Michael James Jackson, Paul and Gene. So there's that. Um, interesting thing. Peaked at number forty five. Yeah. Uh, dropped out at one fifty five. Only hmm. nineteen weeks on the chart. Is that was that uncommon for them at that point? Well, yeah. If you look at Love Gun and Alive Two and oh, how yeah. well Dynasty did around the world, yeah, you know Dynasty. I was I always felt like like when you talk about Unmasked, un, Unmasked was never an album for the United States. I think it was it was an album re- like really for Europe. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah. much more of a European, Australian appeal to mm. to Unmask. And I mean, the elders just a pile of shit. So I, I don't think it's a pile of shit. I think it's just really fucking weird. It is. It weird. just was not what anyone expected. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's a Kiss album. That's no, 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 no. I'm saying if like you gave if you gave the elder right now to Devin Townsend and was like redo it, it'd be great. <laughs> Oh, I bet it would. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be that. Would yeah. probably be pretty incredible. Um, and the one thing everybody always talks about is the drum sound. Yeah, for the album, they yeah. they spend a lot of time f- trying to get that big and it bottom it sound sounds drum tones a little almost too much sometimes. The echo on that is 
intense. It's huge. Just, it's throw, huge. Re- just throw all the reverb on Yeah, it. they did it. The internet, it was done at uh, the drums specifically. <laughs> they recorded it. They were done at Record One Studios in L.A. Mm-hmm. in 82. And um, Gene and Michael James Jackson drove around L.A. trying to find the absolute most, the, the best studio that they could for mm-hmm. a drum for a big drum sound and be curious to how that search how went. that went out yeah you know how I mean? that how'd that go <laughs> is it gene simmons walks in uh we're gonna need to look at your main tracking room and your drum room <laughs> and it goes out there <laughs> play it back <laughs> this studio will do <laughs> i'm gene simmons I'm going to use your studio. I feel like if Gene Simmons wasn't in Kiss, he'd just be a creeper. <laughs> well, I feel like he'd he was just a school, be... He was a school teacher before he was in Kiss, which is scary. Yeah. like <laughs> Especially how when, old are those girls he's teaching? You know? all they hit the, now what we, what we know now about yes, Gene Simmons yes. is like, ooh, you got lucky, I always, I, I remember being a kid. He used to be a school teacher. Christine 16? Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking. Oh, man. Ah. I really hope that's not based in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Scary stuff. All right. So, I want to let's talk about the album first because the tour is, I think there's going to be a lot of chuckles about the tour. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Empty stadiums and such. (laughs) I've heard Gene and Paul quote that, you know, when you're playing in a stadium and you throw a pick into the crowd, and the pick goes out and over the audience and lands on the floor. <laughs> like, uh, you you're not throwing a pick like a hundred yards. Yeah, it's going you know? like fifteen feet at the most. <laughs> yeah. Like, at, like, and that's if you know how to throw a pick. <laughs> <Yes>. Like, <laughs> like, womp womp. <laughs> sad face. Oh, I am sad. So there's there's a lot of ghost musicians on this album. The Vinnie Vincent being one of them. <laughs> Vinnie Vincent being, <laughs> being, being one of them. Yeah, we just I was our last episode. It was what was the last episode we did. Was that the trick or treat episode? Yes, trick or treat. Okay, because we did two Vinnie episodes prior to that. So yeah, I think only one got put out because of the. Oh no, they both te- made. it. Oh, did they? I thought yeah. the technical problems yeah. were like nah. Yeah, they. Yeah, they both. They both made it. It's. Uh, I mean, so if you need your Vinnie fix. We go, we got you covered. Go back. We got back, you covered. Go back in the queue and you can find it. But yeah. So in Paul's book, um, Face the Music, yeah. um, A, A Life, Life Exposed. Exposed. So Paul call, Paul describes Vinny as, quote unquote, odd looking and shifty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's pretty accurate. I know. Yeah. I that's know. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> I was... I- <laughs> I mean, we we spent a lot of time on that that Vinnie Vincent episode train. I mean, is he some kind of Asian? And I <laughs> we He's we decided just... we decided he was half man, half guitar dragon. Yeah, yeah. He's just very androgynous at times. <laughs> it's too much sometimes. And it's like it's... you. I can't figure it out. <laughs> like it's, it's it's he's like he's like looking at one of those ring ball puzzles. <laughs> Just like what is wow? <laughs> like how at do the, I like at the fair? No, like I'm told. Well, they have like the the ball and the string and the ring around it, and you got to figure out how to like those oh, those, okay, those okay. nail puzzles. See, I kept thinking the game where you, you throw toss the, the ring. ring onto the box. No, no, like those those like like. <laughs> 
like those weird puzzles they sell it like at like <laughs> Cracker Barrel. In, like. my, in my head, in my head, I picture Vinny running that game at a oh, carnival. Yeah, he's like, like stripy shirt, <laughs> straw, flat, right up, straw flat top. Step right up, folks. <laughs> Get a ring on a bottle, and I'll tell you what the fuck I am. <laughs> And you stand in there just throwing rings. Like, I gotta know. In vain. The bouncing off the bottles and every time Vinny's <laughs> You'll never know. Well, do you know the rings are actually smaller than the bottle is? Stand there getting frustrated. Why won't it land? It won't work. Just throwing handfuls. I don't know what you are. <laughs> But yeah, like no one of those, one of those like mind puzzles where you gotta like get the ball through the hoop through the string. <laughs> what the fuck are you? It just what? What do I do with this? What do I do with this information? He's just wanting to be Asian. He's I don't. His last name is Kusano. I know. <laughs> Asian, He's not Asian. Asian and Italian. <laughs> I play guitar. <laughs> What? That? No. <laughs> I, pl- I play guitar. My solos are impossible. <laughs> I'll just see myself out. <laughs> We're not coming back from that one. We're not coming back. I play uh. guitar solos that are impossible. <laughs> Remember that time that you get on me for saying some shit? <laughs> think it's my turn now. I can't help it. I'm not. Accents are funny. No, I can't. It's true. It's I can't true. help it. They're fucking funny. Like, I just. I love Vinny Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> the the misty eyes you get when you talk about Benny Vincent. Like, hey, you're literally your hand is on your chin and you're staring off into the distance. Like misty eyed. Like, oh my god. You don't look at your wife that way, I bet. <laughs> oh. I just I just I want him to be my friend. I mean <laughs> it hurts so bad. I mean I I mean Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one. Maybe I mean, one day. He's been booked for the Atlanta Kiss Expo. Which... Oh, I didn't want to say that. I wasn't sure if that was info that was public yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're selling we should tickets. go to that. Yeah. I think we should go to that. I'm scared. Why? Because I'm afraid I'm good. You know how I bet he smells. When... <laughs> I bet he smells. He smells good. I bet he smells. No, I bet he smells good. I bet he'll smell like lilacs. No, I bet he smells. <laughs> what? Why? Why? Because the house, the house that we saw the pictures of. It's not going to smell like cat litter or something. <laughs> I you know. bet he does. Why? Why? Why would you? That doesn't. He's always very well kempt. I mean, it doesn't mean he doesn't smell like cat litter. You got smell vision on YouTube? I, okay. <laughs> Did I offend you? <laughs> did I that I hurt your Vinny feelings? Okay, well, you just we should talk um, about creatures of the night. Vinny, <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. 
We'll right. find out. We'll find out in Georgia. There, I'll let you know, yeah. We'll put a bet on it. Yeah, we're probably going to have to do an episode about that. I mean, I think we're going to have to film an episode while we're there and <laughs> I, see, do videos of like, the entire feel, experience. Imagine if all three of us, you and I, I and assuming then, all and three then, of us are fucking going. <laughs> and then John Carter, Music the Light, Blood Zone, Third Man in the Field. I just can't, like, you know, we're in line, we're waiting. Yeah. Pro- yeah. He'll probably be in a room where you got to go in and. They keep you outside of the room, and yeah. when the three of us walk in, like I, I we're going to be intimidating. <laughs> when all three of us, <laughs> yeah, walk that's in, true. He might I be just, like, whoa. <laughs> I just feel like, like I'll cry. You know, you like, might like those. You know, when you watch old footage of the Michael, Beatles? like Michael Jackson or the, oh, Beatles, the Beatles, yeah, and when yeah. Uh, like <laughs> girls, the, just the young out. girls are just like, hey, I love you, John Paul. You know, I, I feel like I'll do that, and like. You might. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll. I would be standing in line with my head on your shoulder and you're rubbing my head and trying to calm me down, make me feel better. I feel like it's. John Carl will just be wound up. I feel like me and Johnny are going to have to, like, literally, like, carry you out of there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, you're not going to. You're going you're to be that guy that doesn't want to leave. You're just going to, like, you're just going to keep talking. It's going to get awkward. <laughs> And like the guys behind you were like getting really impatient, and the bo- the security guards getting ever closer, just slowly, slowly getting closer. That's what's gonna happen. Also, I think if, if we don't, if we don't all go dressed as Vinny one day, then we failed. We have failed our listeners. Well, I'm hoping the Atlanta Expo goes really well, and then maybe he gets the invite to the Indy the Indy Expo, Expo. Indy, yeah. the Indy Expo. So fingers crossed. Cool. We better move away from that because yep, we'll yep, get we'll yep, get stuck yep, yep. in the mud and it'll be a we're stuck in the Vinny mud part part three. All right, so anyway, this album, uh, a lot of guest musicians. Yeah, like more than the members of the band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting songwriters on here too. Really? Yeah, I didn't um, go through the credits. So Paul writes some songs with his uh, with his buddy Adam Mitchell. Who introduced Vinny to the band? Oh, okay. So there's I wonder that. if I wonder if that. Nope. Never mind. Continue. Right. Got to got to pull away from the Vinny. Um, <laughs> Gene Simmons worked with Mikkel Jap. Mm-hmm. Good name. It is is a good name. Mikkel. 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 Russian. Mikkel. He's Mikkel Jap. <laughs> Maybe it's Mikkel Yap. <laughs> Mikkel Yap. Hey, I'm from Yip. the red. Russia. That would be the Red Russia <laughs> at that point. Uh, and then, um, who else? Well, okay, Vinny Vincent, obviously. Yeah. There there was somebody else you mentioned that surprised me last time we just discussed this. Uh, Brian Adams. No, wasn't that one. That one was a surprise, too. Well, it's Brian Adams. Yeah. Fucking cuts like a knife. Yeah, yeah. And it goes like a knife. <laughs> uh, what's the one? What's the Robin Hood song? Ro- what? Men Everything I do. We're men in tight, tight, tight. We roam around the country. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything I do, I do for you. I kept, oh, yeah. I kept, I kept thinking. Why I, is that the Robin Hood song to you? Well, because it's in the movie. Oh, okay. Robin I, Hood made Marion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, everything I do, I do it for you. I fucking shoot these arrows for you. Robin steal Hood. from the rich. This is I'm gonna for you. Fuck up. I'm gonna keep some of it share. though. What's fuck this? you. Sheriff, I want to say Andy Griffith was the sheriff in Robin Hood, but that's not right. That's not right. Is that, it Sheriff uh, Nottingham? Yep, there it is. Yeah. Nottingham. I wanted to say 
Sheriff Andy Griffith. And Sheriff Nottingham was the one with Excalibur, right? And that's what. <laughs> well, you got You're really, you're really bad at history. You got. You got to pull the Holy Grail out of the stone. Out of the stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how that goes. <laughs> Use the force, Harry. <laughs> Said Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> it makes my heart hurt. This episode's going. It is. It's going. So Brian Adams of Brian Adams fame. That's yes. exciting. That is pretty cool. Um, Richie Valance. It was notable th- rock songwriter. I thought it was like one of the dads of one of the members of Kiss or something. <laughs> that was <just> like what? <laughs> Bo Cephas Stanley <laughs> helped Paul write some songs. Bo Cephas. <laughs> Paul's dad is named Bosephus. I feel like it's not. It is. Nice. Some old Jewish guy, but it's just funny. It sounds funny calling him Bosephus. <laughs> that's you're in rare form this morning. <laughs> not that that's a good thing. It's just that you're just chuckle fucking around this morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's okay. it. Who do you? I mean. Who are you thinking of? I fucking don't know. Was it Desmond Child? Because Desmond wrote a lot of songs with Paul. No. No? No. Was it Meatloaf? Ugh, I fucking wish. Massive Meatloaf was in Kiss. That, ugh, that'd be uh, awkward. He'd just be a hype man. No, he'd just be like out of place due to his size <laughs> yeah. and the rest of Kiss. Yeah. Uh, also, his first album didn't come out till '78, so that's a little, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, a little early. But yeah. that would yeah. be great. You could put Meatloaf would... in any band, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, more of that, please. Meatloaf and Meshuggah. <laughs> I was just about to say that. So, cre- so the song "Creatures of the Night," you like it a lot. I do. Why do you like it so much? It sounds way more like hair metal and less like 70s kiss kind of mm. like it, it's way it's much bigger it's much more it, it's high energy right it's just it fucking rocks man it's a good fucking song yeah it is a good song I don't, and it's do, weird that do like I have a favorite song growing up listening to kiss like i don't know if i've ever i don't know if anyone ever looked at me and was like you should check out creatures of the night like i don't think anyone ever said that to me so like it's just a and after listening to it a couple more times, it's like, fuck, this is a good song. Well, like, I think when... when why you, is this not on, like, the greatest hits and shit? Like, this is good. Yeah. Well, I, I... I think the band is at a point now where they're all like, that's a good album. Yeah, it is a good album. And they still play stuff off of it, off yeah. of it pretty consistently. The, the interesting thing about it is, like, nobody liked it when it came out. Or well, I guess maybe... Off the Elder. Yeah. It, well, not necessarily that nobody liked it, because I think the people that bought it were just like, fuck yeah. Yeah. But everybody was like, they released an album? Or they're, yeah, because of The Elder. They're still a band? The Elder flopped, and no one really paid any attention anymore. Yeah, and Killers, the precursor <laughs> to Creatures yeah. of the Night, Killers, it was not a... Domestically, it was not a release. Oh, really? It came out in Europe. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Which is weird. Yeah. So that's why you get like a hundred different versions of Killers. Mm. I mean, there's a hundred different versions of fucking every Kiss album. If you just go on YouTube and type in Kiss, insert album, full album, like you get a hundred different versions of the same thing. Yeah, it's just like all of them. Song vomit, you know. Yeah, like it's like, how did this happen? Well, the the interesting, the, the weirdest thing about it is that 
You know, so the album comes out in 82, right? Uh, or December of 82, and they do the promore, the, the tour. Yeah. They do the tour through um, uh, early 83. Yeah. So this is my this is my good 82 copy. Gotcha. This is my non-play copy. And so this is what it looked like originally. Yeah. And then we fast forward to 1985. Yeah, I saw that there's no makeup. And the album got re-released. Yeah. And this is the cover they stuck on. How did it do in 85? Bad. It still did bad? Yeah, it did bad. See, I think I'm I'm of the opinion that it was that it was released um they released it again in 85 mm-hmm. because it did so poorly in 82. They're trying to make their money back. Yeah, they're they're trying to they're trying to recoup some some I guess lost money. Yeah. Or, or money they didn't get. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um and when you look at the cover of the album, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that cover Looks more like what it sounds like. That's very true. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. at the when when it released in '82, people were still thinking Love Gun, yeah, rock, Love and, Gun. rock and roll over that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean it makes sense. And there wasn't there wasn't a lot going on in '80. Okay, well, okay, so '82 creatures, '83 lick it up, '84 animalize. The animalize '85. Did, well? did animalize do well? I, I mean like it did. One. I mean Heaven's on Fire. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it didn't sell fucking Def Leppard and well, no. Slippery When Wet numbers, yeah. but I mean, it did okay for them based on what they had been doing yeah. the last couple of years. And then I think we have 85, nothing. We didn't have much. So they just re 85 race. When did Asylum come out? Asylum came, I think Asylum came out 85, 86. One of mm-hmm. those years, they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so they put that out. To mm-hmm. Okay. Just to generate some interest, there, remind yeah. people that we're still around sort of thing, but. It's interesting, and then the track order gets changed. So if you, if you, most of the time, the for the longest time before the 2014 re-release, like if you look on iTunes, it's the 85 mix and yeah. the 85 track order. Hmm. Where um, I think it's Killer and Satan Center are reversed. But why? Why just those two? I don't know. Um, I think it has a better flow, to be honest with you. Just when you switch two songs. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Satan Center is a good one to introduce Gene. You know, yeah, he on, sings on, on a couple songs. Yeah, oh yeah, he sings yeah, about there's, half. There's, there's a couple you can really tell, but like when Paul's not singing high, when he's singing in his lower register, him and Gene sound similar. So at least to someone who doesn't listen to Kiss all the time, mm. like you do. Mm. So I'm always like, is that Gene or is that mm. Paul just singing low? I mean, Paul fits his, his voice just a different timbre. Yeah, and but he was getting close to the point where he's discovering that upper register of his yeah. voice. And was able I, to do it's it really well, so. War Machine was the one that's like the chorus sounds like Gene, and then everything else sounds like Paul. Like I thought, I thought maybe Gene just sings mm. that one line in the chorus because the, the voice is completely different all of a sudden. Mm. Well, it seems <laughs> low voices. He's yeah. not doing the monster voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanna bite the hand that feeds me? Yeah. Wanna turn the tide? All right, so I want to talk about the promotion of the album. Yes. Because there's some real interesting stuff (coughs) um, that happened around it. Mm -hmm. Um, I have notes. I see that. Yeah. Um, What else is new? (laughs) Right. You're right. like five or six completely full notebooks. So to <laughs> the Vinny book, um, <laughs> talk about the Vinny book. I have a Vinny folder on the desktop yeah, of the, yeah, the music. Yeah. Anyway, um, so all right. So Ace isn't on the album. 
Yeah. Ace doesn't play a single lick on the album. Yep. But he's on the cover. Mm-hmm. And he did the promotional tour. <laughs> so at the end of this episode, uh, I'm, we're going to put in the, the press conference for yeah. the release of the album in, it would have been, I think it's like late December of 82 or they did yeah. it in January of 83. So check out the audio from that. And I want to mention specifically somebody in the crowd asks, um, about the leads, the lead yeah. solos being played on the album. And, uh, Paul and Ace both say it's about half and half. Where yeah. Ace says about half of it's me, half of it's Paul. It's getting kind of, you know, fuzzy around the edges. Who's doing what? That sort of thing. It's just really interesting because just, Ace, that's that's a bullface. Yeah, Ace, yeah, Ace was absolutely towing the company line just for the sake of the contract, yeah, and yeah. he honored the commitment to do it. And so, I mean, it's just a notable part of history. Yeah, because Ace didn't play a fucking thing on the. But album. it's also <laughs> like. If we now we have knowledge and know for a fact he just said that, what else are they lying about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh uh, god, it's just the it's about half and half line. It fucking kills me every yeah. time I listen to it. It's just like this band is so much, so much not a band. <laughs> this band is a fucking yeah. company. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's. And even back then, when they were struggling, and they weren't what they are today, this big, massive, like crazy legacy, all these like millions and millions of dollars, they're still just a fucking company. Yeah. And it's like that's just so foreign. It's such a strange way it's to run weird. things. Yeah, yeah. It's it's super duper weird. You know the the <clears throat> the. There, I mean, when they got out onto the tour, yeah. Um, it, when they got out on the tour, you could tell that they were out of their element for sure, especially yeah. Paul and Gene, because the 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 demand wasn't there. Yeah, you yeah. know, what well, I mean? it, demand wasn't a, meeting the supply. And I mean, you've like, you've played shows before when you are expecting a show, a big show, and you get there and nobody's there. Yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. incredibly fucking disheartening, even yeah. on a local scale. Yeah, like, yeah, and they, I mean, this this tour, but the I think a lot of it had to do with they were touring in the winter, and that that didn't. See, that I didn't love help. that. I that love did, touring in the winter. Yeah, it, it, it didn't help things. Well, yeah. Here's um um. Okay, so I'm quoting from C.K. Lint. Okay. Um, he was uh, chief financial officer for KISS or like some sort of high-ranking financial guy that yeah. handled handled their, their money and uh, along with the Glickman Marks um, firm that mm-hmm. represented yeah. him, that sort of thing. So I'm quoting C.K. Lint from his book, Kiss and Sell, here. So, uh, quote, the band has not adapted well to the 80s so far and it's perceived as a lumbering anachronism trying to stretch a concept, flash makeup, and the P.T. Barnum-like concerts that outlived itself. Hmm. So right there, audiences had moved on from them because, I mean, the combination of Dynasty Unmasked and The Elder. I mean, that's it's you bad. Fucking, you fucking joking? That's you know bad. What I mean? So, yeah. I mean, think about it in, like, today's terms. If fucking Mayhem... Yeah, did something so utterly different than black metal, and Mayhem have done that in their career. They've yeah. steered away from stuff, but imagine if Mayhem put an album out like the the Elder. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's a bit of an extreme example, but I <laughs> but, see. But I I'm see saying, your point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a very stark if, contrast. If, I feel like if Kiss would have released Creatures before all the other, before the Elder, and before uh, Dynasty, like. Mm-hmm. 
that shit would have like it would have exploded. It would have been a huge deal, I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think and the interesting thing about this, um, when the label found out Ace wasn't actually in the band, yeah, they became in breach of contract because it had to be a um they had to remain a two thirds. So once they were down to a half um, Oh yeah, ro- because royalty Peter, yeah. yeah, royalty rates could be renegotiated and the label um, could do something else from a financial yeah. standpoint. So it's neat. Ace was gone, obviously, and then they're in breach of the two thirds contract rule. Um, Kiss became Gene and Paul. Yeah, that you know it is. Royalty rates stayed the same, but it allowed a phonogram to renegotiate so they could regain and recoup advances much, much, much quicker. Yeah. So if the money wasn't there, Phonogram's not going to regain. Not hurting so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to get the money back. So that became, we're going to give you less money to do, yeah. to do the yeah. album. Now, the interesting thing, <clears throat> Creatures of the Night, um, at, for, you know, right out of the gate, 250,000 copies. That's good, I would think. That's good by your, by your and I standards yeah. for today. Yeah. But when you think about 4 million copies sold of dynasty oh yeah that's a that's that's a a big big hit that's a big hit it's a very very big hit you know it was i mean it was i mean it was just a really fucked situation and the the interesting thing about it is because when you when you start talking about the lawsuit yeah um with fauna phonogram you have to you kind of have to talk about that um because it it sort of in my opinion, it fit it. It was indicative of the bigger picture. Yeah, it framed things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, in 1980, uh, Casablanca folds. Yeah, the yeah. record label they were on, and is bought by Polygram. Okay, the record phonogram. Yeah. You yeah. know the the label that handled them through the 80s. Um, so they retained Kiss as part of the roster, obviously. And I shit you not. I'm not joking. Yeah. They got a sign on for $15 million. Ooh. Ooh. That's a lot of money. So thinking about that in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. $15 million. What could you and I. In 80. Yeah. At that. Yeah. $15 million. What, you know, divided equally amongst four people. That's still like. A fair amount of money. Yeah, like, it's more than Lord. it's you know more than three million yeah. piece. You know what I mean? Um, I could live off that the rest of my life and still have some to spare. Oh yeah. So think about it. By the time they got to eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, mm-hmm. the money was gone. Oh yeah, because they've been they're probably paying for tours and stuff themselves at that point. <laughs> Part of it, yeah, 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 yeah. They were extending lines of credit yeah. to to support the tours, and they, it was harder to 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 recoup the money for whoever lended it to them, that sort of thing. So they burned they burned through money. Yeah. They spent it like you know they spent it quicker than it was coming in, which is sad to me. Yeah, because absolutely. they were that financially. Stupid. Upside down. Yes. Yeah. Um, But anyway, in December 1982, uh, Kiss begins litigation against Polygram for the royalties unpaid for the schlocking of millions of of copies of the 78 solo albums. So do you know what schlocking is? I do not. Okay. So it's an industry term. I assumed. It's uh, it's just a fancy – what is schlocking? Probably – was it Yiddish? (laughs) <laughs> German maybe yes, I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know what it is but schlocking is when you put an album on clearance 
Okay. Okay, so looking at my copy of Peter Chris's Out of Control, see the yeah. cut corner yeah, up the here? Cut corner, yeah. That's how you indicate that an album has been schlocked and it's went to clearance. Okay. Okay. So it's just so, like we're trying to move these and get them out. Yep. Yep. Cut so the, cut, cut the price and throw it out the door. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 famous the famous joke from the seventy eight solo albums is yeah. that Neil Bogart shipped them platinum and they came back double platinum. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um. Uh. So 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 Casablanca okays the schlocking of all these millions of copies of the 78 solo albums yeah but they did not run it by kiss Ugh. and kiss has a say in stuff like that yeah so what happens they lost money on it because they're clearancing them yep yep and yeah. what happens is kiss decides to sue and they audit they audit Casablanca. yeah they audit the books and they decide you owe us money yeah. for the schlocking of all these albums. So they put all of their eggs into this one basket. Yeah. And they call a lawsuit upon Casablanca for six point seven million dollars. Okay. Okay. Now they win. Oh wow! They win. Now it's interesting because what year was this? Did this the lawsuit happen? They well they they audited them in an eighty two. Okay. Yeah. So while they're working on the Creatures of the Night album, mm -hmm. this is what's going on. Gotcha. So you can imagine how that sort of fuels yeah, the yeah. creation of the album. Um, and this, I mean, there isn't like, there's no jokes to be told here or anything like yeah. that. But I think it's important to just know this story because mm -hmm. it is indicative of the bigger kiss picture. Yes. Um, so they sue for 6.7 million. They win. That, that's okay. the part that surprises me. Right. Now, Here's how they approach this lawsuit. Okay. So they have a they have an attorney working for him, and polygram or phonogram at one point had some ties to um, a company in Europe. Okay, that had during World War II had some ties to the Nazi Party. Oh, now <laughs> now that's okay. a little heavy. Well, okay. If you were anywhere near Germany in you the 1940s, the you had yeah. ties to the Nazi party. Or you were dead. Some, Well, <laughs> no, somehow, some sort of manufacturing way. You yeah. just did business because that was essentially the government. Yeah, yeah. Then. Or, I mean, it's a dictatorship, but it is what it is. You're going to have to interact with Nazis at some yeah. point. So they, the attorney painted this picture to the guys in KISS mm -hmm. that they were out to rip you off because they're Nazis. Oh shit! That seems a little extreme, but does it? It seems a little extreme. <laughs> I mean, the fact I mean, they probably this that was forty years ago. They're probably not still Nazis. Yes, they're probably not goose stepping and saluting and shit. And yes, fucking yes. At the, at the record company. Now, like, what's so fucking interesting about this? So, Peter at that time, Peter Chris during mm -hmm. '82, Peter Chris was still one quarter share of the band. Yeah, even though he wasn't in it, he was still reaping the benefits of it, and. Uh, Ace, I'm not sure if they had Ace was out the door at that point. Ace yeah. broke, made broke a clean. made a clear break, and yeah. said, "I'm done. I'm walking away." Peter, Peter got paid all the way up through Animalize. Oh wow! <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So anyway, wait, so th was that? Did that mean that Eric didn't? Eric was salaried. Oh. So he didn't make money off of make, album sales. Didn't he make nearly he as much. He just got. He just got a. Here's what you get paid. Same thing with Vinny. Huh. Okay. Um, and that's shitty. And interesting enough, Vinny and Eric both took a pay cut for the Creatures tour. Hmm. 
So imagine what Eric's getting paid when he joins. Did Vinny the- on the Creatures tour? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. We'll talk about that. In a yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, they win the lawsuit. Yeah. Um, and what's you? The interesting thing about it is that they got Paul and Gene fucking keyed up. Yeah. Uh, that attorney did. They got him fucking dialed up to eleven. Yeah. On the righteous indignation. <laughs> the fucking Nazis. Fucking Nazis. <laughs> goddammit. And uh, I think the attorney. The attorney is a genius. He's like Johnny Cochran level. <laughs> fucking the stirring the shit. <laughs> duplicious and and conniving yeah. and just manipulative. You got two fucking New York Jews. Yeah, and you're gonna tell them your la- labels. You're working. You're getting your labels fucking ran by Nazis. What's that gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna get a little salty. I'd yes, imagine. yes. Yeah. I think it's Jesus Christ. Anyway, they so they sue for six point seven million. Here's what they win: uh-huh. five hundred twenty thousand. <laughs> okay, so that makes more sense then. <laughs> so. They win. Yeah. They win nearly at a fraction like of a, what they had originally asked like for. <laughs> yeah. So this that that sets the tone for their relationship with the level uh, with the label yeah. for the rest of the eighties. <laughs> it's gonna be hard so, it's gonna be hard to bounce back from suing your label and accusing them of being Nazis. Right, right. It's gonna, it's gonna so do stress do, relationships. Do, do you think the label's gonna wanna help them promote <laughs> No. Lick it up, animalize asylum. I would think you'd want to immediately change labels after that. Like, yes. we gotta shop around. So, it's that sets the tone for everything that happens the rest oh my of the, like, the next five years. It's only, only with this fucking band yes. would you have a yes. history uh, where the word <laughs> Nazi comes up. <laughs> Like, what other band, other than people being accused of being Nazis, yeah. or you, is the reason, why did this album fail? Nazis. <laughs> like, why? Why? Who else? Has, has nothing to do with... <laughs> Not no, at all. Couldn't have a damn thing to do with the fact that Paul is leasing a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> or that Gene rents a, a, a townhouse uh, apartment in a skyscraper with Diana Ross. You know what I mean? Like, has nothing to do with oh, that. Oh, no, Nazis. Absolutely Just nothing. Nazis. Fucking Himmler. That's what it's got to do with. Hey, fucking... Almost a bearing, man. The label it's... was literally trying to stick me in a gas chamber. You oh, know, like, it's... God. Like, <laughs> you can the, see... The magnitude of stupidity <laughs> that somehow, somehow funneled its way into billions of dollars. <laughs> like, yes. it is like they failed upwards. Like, they failed into the heavens. Like, how did they... Like, if there's... This is the fucking American dream, man. I think, imagine... Just imagine being Peter and Ace. It's just like, so, oh my god, so you fucking Pe- idiot. Peter's, Peter's off, fucking... Still the, collecting money, so they're, the, hurting his, they're hurting him. The fucking, the, the double mint girl, you know what I mean? That's what he's doing. He's just, uh, just I'm gonna do some cocaine and fuck the, the chewing gum girl. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'll just see you guys keep later. Keep the checks coming. Uh, so, so, every once in a while, he gets a letter in the mail, and I can imagine Peter just reading the letter going, What? <laughs> You know what I mean? Because he's yeah, wait, what? He's a Catholic. On yeah, on top yeah, of that, yeah. too. Peter just going because he's not a bright guy to begin with. Oh, that's so mean. 
help it. Yeah. Um, I can't. So just, and then Ace hanging out in his mansion in Connecticut, fucking wrecking his DeLorean. And just, he wrecked a DeLorean? He did, yeah. <laughs> That's how he fucked up his face. Um, hanging out, drinking cough syrup with, with Anton Fig, wrecking his DeLorean. There's so okay. many things I don't know about kids. <laughs> Occasionally getting a letter and Ace says, <laughs> Ack. <laughs> That's all Ace's reaction would be. Just like that high, yeah. that high pitch, that he does <laughs> that sort of thing and you can see him reading the letter going it's rock and roll you know like, yeah. <laughs> i i feel like peter would just be confused and upset and ace would just like throw it and drink more cough syrup like <laughs> Man, fuck a ball bag motherfucker <laughs> hanging out with nazis i, I, I just like <laughs> god every time this shit comes up I it's know. just like this is why it just never fucking stops. This is why it's so fascinating. There's just more and more shit. I've said this before. If this was any other walk, any other avenue in life, any other set of circumstances, everyone that's been in Kiss would have to live in a halfway house. Yep. I've said that <laughs> yeah. multiple times that they will need assistance. They will need some help. They will need. Okay, Paul. We're going to balance your checkbook today. Yeah, today, <laughs> don't forget to eat lunch. Like, just really, like, you need help being you, a person. You can't have fudge for dinner, Gene. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you? I'm Gene Simmons. But I'm Gene Simmons. And, and they're like, that doesn't mean anything. I want to have the fudge. <laughs> I want to have the fudge. Oh my god! Do you like, do you know who I think I am? <laughs> we, right? Because without Kiss, he'd just be a fucking weird looking dude in a halfway house, <laughs> creeping people, creeping it's, on young girls. It's fucking nuts! It is nuts! It is nuts! Like we need to do an episode that's just the real fucking weird kiss shit like not even like not even about anything other than here's all this fucking weird shit <laughs> peter chris constantly talking about his dick <laughs> tell you about the time i can tell you about the time ace gave peter a blowjob wait what no that's not a thing that happened it's in the book <laughs> Which book? It's in Peter's book. Is it really? It was a thing. Huh. Is Ace gay? I don't know. Or don't, was it just like, I don't think I've done all this blow, let me suck your dick. He's, like. a, he's an alien. That's all that counts. He's just, oh my god. Fucking, what the shit? Okay, okay, let's recap. So... We have what will probably be a pedophile. <laughs> what? Nine times out of ten, if not in kiss, pedophile. Weird looking Jewish pedophile. No, don't say. Because I don't think he's a pedophile. I do. Because no, I don't think he well, is. The- I think if it wasn't for kiss, he would be. <laughs> I don't think that he is. I think he could be. I think. No, I wouldn't even say. I'm not going to say that. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I won't sign off on that. I'm not going to say that. I just think he really likes. There was probably a point when he was. I'm okay with the legal age of consent. 
you know, that's kind of how it is. <sighs> okay. They, he wrote a song about it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I, that's, that's where I'm at. That's where so, I'm at. So, so that, and then we have, I don't know, it's hard to believe that Paul might be the most normal oh. of everything that I've heard so far. Paul's the most normal. No. Okay. And then we have a, uh, a spaceman who likes to suck dick occasionally. <laughs> And, just Peters. Yeah, and then you have a uh, giant cocked blow fiend. <laughs> like, yeah. you have a uh, I mean, possibly uh, gender-confused... Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Non-contract signing crybaby. <laughs> uh, Eric Carr. And then Eric's... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Eric tried. He really did he try did. his he, best. Eric's okay. He like, just had a hard time getting along with Paul. But for, like for a long time, they're all just—they're all fucking case studies. I yep, they're all case studies. That's what I'm saying. You know, Paul's got body image issues because of his ear. His ear? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah, one he was time. born his his one ear. He was born without an ear. But it's fucking not. You, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, you're in kiss. You yeah, know? like fucking. That's a fucking story. Check out my fucked up ear. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey guys. Look at my ear. Yeah. Let's play Strutter. <laughs> we have to talk about the tour. It fucking God. Kiss, man. Like just every time it just it's unceasing. It just never ends. <laughs> so they book a they book a American tour. Yeah, I bet it sucked. And they lost a lot of money. I bet. They did. Um here's a good one. Um so there was promoter can't promoters canceled. Um, a good example to kind of sum up the tour. Um, it was in San, I think it was in San Angelo, Texas. Yeah. That's so that's they had, that's the last date. No, it, okay. was, it was just one of the dates. And I felt like this was a good one to sort of look at. So there was a bunch of non-union stage hands, um, that helped yeah. with, with the actual, show set up and that's what you do in a lot of cities yeah yeah you don't you have yeah, a, when you have I, a crew like kiss would probably have a crew like maybe 20 guys oh it's not even that because when i when i cooked at because i was i'm a chef and i cooked at uh, uh what is now clips music center back mm. then was verizon you you cooked for crew and and bands or that come through and uh it all I'd say fucking ninety percent of the crew were employees on contract to the venue, not to the band. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's different. It's different with yeah. every band, different with every decade. But anyway, so you got a bunch of non-union stagehands, and the promoter didn't pay him. Is there a stagehand union? Uh, well, <laughs> I was like, that seems. I mean, odd. I'm sure there what there is one, but mm. as long as you don't treat them like shit, they won't want they to unionize. They don't really care. Yeah. Um, I would imagine Kiss probably they had a crew. Yeah, yeah. Probably fifteen, twenty, probably people, something yeah. like that. They show up to do the show, and the show doesn't sell enough tickets, so the promoter doesn't make his money. Just doesn't the, pay the, him. He doesn't recoup the money that yeah. he put into the show, into promoting the show, and he doesn't pay the stagehands. That's not good. So they're Kit, gonna be real upset. Kiss had to write a check, yeah, to pay the stagehands, and they they literally <sighs> ate the cost. Yeah, they ate the cost of it. At so, least they knew their stagehands needed paid. Like I feel like 
after what I know about how the money works in Kiss, I feel like they would have been like, that fucking sucks. And just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it surprises me that they actually paid him. I mean, for the longest time, you know, Gene Simmons, like during the revenge tour, Gene, Gene literally signed the payroll checks. For people that was working for them, oh, that's yeah. Scary. After the show, he he do he'd audit the money, yeah. And then he'd start writing out checks for people, sign them, <sighs> hand them off, pay them. You know, so out of his own money, he was paying people. Well, I don't necessarily think out of his own money, but I mean, at that point in their career, they were having such a hard time. Yeah, that that's just what had to happen. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. So the you know the 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 peaks and valleys of them. You know, having money, not having money coming in, especially through that time, were so drastic. Yeah. That, I mean, it, that was a normal That's thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's just, what other band do you know that had so much financial and personal problems mm-hmm. and is, and made through, like, it is huge still. Yeah. Like, very, I can't think of any that had that yeah, many it's pro- hard. financial problems. The, the reunion for them is, as much as I did not want the reunion to happen in the mid-90s, it yeah. had to happen. Yeah. Or they were done. Yeah. They were done. They get, The revenge tour ended early yeah. because of lack of ticket sales. You know, same sort of situation with Creatures of the Night. And those albums are an analog to each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, the shitty circumstances in... At Creatures of the Night made them take the makeup off. Yeah. The shitty circumstances with Revenge made them put it back on. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's... I didn't realize they were without makeup for that long. Yeah, 83 to 97? Six. Six, yeah, Yeah, okay. 96. So up through 95. Huh, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, 13 years. Damn. Or 12. No, I know know my... my, 12 years, My dad's a big Kiss fan, and he's, he's seen them... Three times with with makeup and twice without. See, yeah. So, yeah. I never got to see him without it. Well, I saw him acoustic at the Kiss convention yeah, in 95. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was cool. It was I really bet cool. it's cool, but it, it, that's just, I don't, for me, that's not the way I want to see a concert. Like, that's that's not the way I'd like to see Kiss. Yeah, I can't, you know. Because <laughs> I've still yet to see Kiss, so. I, I'm so, I'm so just... I'm so infatuated with the with the 80s. Yeah. The yeah. the middle period that like it just I think yeah. musically so far what I've heard musically I prefer the 80s. Like Me too. the the hair yeah. metally stuff more so. Yeah. I like I like the older stuff. Like, I have that effect on people. Oh, do you? I do. Oh, do you? I did it to my wife. Okay. <laughs> but no, I do agree that I I think musically I prefer the the 80 stuff of kiss yeah that sounds like a hair metal band and less like a glam band yep yeah yep yeah that's my thing yeah yeah it's absolutely my thing I, but by the way yeah i, I saw sw- that yeah. i swapped them out i saw that yeah. in in honor of the episode swapping posters swapping posters look how drunk ace is oh yeah you can tell yeah he's look at his hand holding that les paul like he's just like that's not how you hold a guitar ace. he's so drunk <laughs> he's so drunk he's so fucking hammered yeah I wonder if they were all cool with their all of their addiction problems or if they were like, we should really get some shit done. <laughs> like it's it's one I of those- think they're one of those bands that's all like Is that what he's doing? Well he doesn't have a job. You know what I mean? But the thing like, is, is though, like, is that they, they all had their own problems. Yeah, like, they tried, Paul tried to get Ace to stay, and even Gene was calling Ace yeah. while they were out on the Creatures tour saying, yeah. This ain't working. You need to come back. Yeah. You know, they, it was with that. Vinny? No, with with Ace. No, no, I'm saying he's it's not oh, when working they were with, with Vinny. Vinny. Yeah, 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 with Vinny, yeah. Yeah. Um 
We got to talk about the tour. Yep. Um, specifically the Brazilian shows. Yeah. Or the South America. I thought the shows. South America shows were huge. And that's, but other than the gear issue with the <laughs> stolen gear. Yeah. <laughs> with the mafia stole their fucking gear. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So they put out Creatures of the Night, right? Yeah. And so there's a promoter uh, named Junior. We'll call him Junior. Um, and that's based on CK, CK Lentz Kiss and Sell book. So if yeah. you have an opportunity, go buy this book because it's real fucking good. I kind of um, was, yeah, I need to it get it gets pick that up. It's not in print anymore, but you yeah. can find it on eBay for like 50, 60 bucks. Um, and if you're an Uber Kiss fan, it's definitely worth it. So anyway, so the promoter in Brazil goes, all right, Kiss is coming down here without talking to Kiss. <laughs> He just starts promoting just starts shows. Booking shit. He just starts booking shows. Everybody in Brazil is like, fuck yeah, okay, it's happening. So the label finds out and they go, okay. And they meet the guy and he says, yeah, there's a lot of money to be made. So the label goes, okay, let's do it. So they send CK Lint down to South America to start looking yeah. at, looking at, you know, how things are going to work. And it is very apparent that. The promoter is in league with some unsavory He's, people. He is in the mafia, or at least working with <laughs> cartel or the cartel. Something. I don't yeah. know what it is, but he's definitely not a he's, not a not know, a trusting person, quote unquote, law abiding citizen. Yeah. Um. So it was huge. Yeah. It's huge. So they um they have Rio, San Paulo for two shows, Bella Bello Horizonte and Porto Alegre. Okay. Mm -hmm. They end up only playing three shows. They dropped the last one? Well, there was five. Oh, five. Okay, so they dropped two. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. And what they did was they went into into South America um, under what they would call in the industry at that time, delivered shows. Okay. Meaning that Kiss and the label Mm -hmm. and the man – well, the management, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Probably not the label, but – the management and Kiss, they'll pay for everything to get down there, to 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 put on the show, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when they get there, you need to Kiss needs to be paid upon pay the agreed cost. Yeah. So what they negotiated was Kiss will be in South America for a specific amount of time. Yeah. It was two weeks. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if it's thirteen days or fourteen days, but two weeks. Approximate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they get booked for two weeks. So Kiss will go down there, and they're available to you for two weeks. Okay. And if you can make the shows happen within those times, we'll play them. Okay. And they had originally planned for five shows. The promoter ate shit on two of them. Couldn't oh, make wow. couldn't make it happen. Couldn't secure the permits. Um, the accommodations actually put on the show, the stadiums, et yeah. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Rio is the first show. And um, as high numbers as uh, 500,000 people <sighs> on the high end. Yeah. I've heard Gene say that on the high end. If it's coming from Gene, it's probably not accurate. Yeah. Um, and on the conservative end, 250,000. Even still. Even still. That's huge. Quarter of a million pe- people, yeah. potentially. So the promoter ate shit on two of the shows. Mm-hmm. Try to get kiss to stay for an extra couple days because he was able to put them together at the last minute yeah kiss said we only agreed on two weeks yeah they got they took their money they ran 
Yeah. They they got the hell out of there. So in the process of them leaving, the promoter gets pissed off. He keeps all the gear. So the trucking company that was handling the gear takes the stuff to customs, and customs holds the money under the pretense that they weren't paid the right customs fees, and the equipment sits there for literally months. Yeah. Um, after the fact, they found, they found out that the, the customs people did the same thing to earth, wind and fire. Yeah. So there's that. So when it, what ends up happening is, uh, the promoter ends up stiffing the trucking company on money on money owed and they held the equipment. Gotcha. So they get to July 83 at $100,000 in expenses. Yeah. That's what got the equipment out of customs. They had to pay a hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Was it worth that much, or was that more than the gear was called, like worth? Fees and things like that. Oh, so well, yeah, I mean, the gear, the gear. I would imagine. I don't know if the gear was all theirs if they had rented it. Yeah, but my guess is they probably rented it. Yeah, and and it was have to pay it back to give it back to yeah, whoever yeah. they got it from that sort of thing. But the actual staging, the the stage, the turret, um, you know, probably some of the PA. Yeah, was was theirs. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so the tour overall, 54 dates in all, including the U.S. dates, three shows in Brazil, and the short European press tour, 54 mm-hmm. dates. Okay. Oof. It's over with. They take the makeup off. Yeah. They start prepping for Lick It Up. Oh, wow. Like they just, it, it happened and they were like, well, fuck. And they just start immediately yeah. into something else. We're fucked. And that's when Paul took over. Yeah, I, I would say Paul took over the show at that point. Yeah, and was so, Gene running it prior? I'm assuming. Well, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily running it. Yeah, um, but I think Paul had realized the shit that we tried that Gene wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's went badly. Yeah, the elder. Yeah. Oh, that um, was a Gene idea. Yeah, the elder was Gene's idea. Oh. Mostly Gene and Bob Azrin. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when things drastically changed. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's absolutely fascinating. Huh. Huh. There's just so much shit with this band. <laughs> Good shit, bad shit, weird shit. <laughs> it's just, it's so much shit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's an interesting story for certain. I think that, you know, one thing that I always go back to when, you know, as, as, a, as like an Uber fan that I am. Yeah. When I think about this album, it does it bums me out. Really, it bums me out because it bums me out that it's my favorite album. Yeah, and it's not all them. Yeah, it <laughs> you know, is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to be. I wanted like to the album be called Kiss and Friends, <laughs> Kiss and Associates. Yeah, perform Creatures of the Night. It's it's just so weird. You know, you have like all the ghost musicians. You know, Steve Ferris from Mr. Mr. playing lead yeah. guitar on like Creatures of the Night, Adam Mitchell playing rhythm guitar, Mikhail Jap, uh, uh, you know, uh, Brian Adams, Richie Valance co writing songs, Jimmy Haslip from the Yellow Jackets playing bass, you know, Vinnie Vincent before he's in the band playing yeah. a lot of rhythm, a little bit of lead, Robin Ford playing, playing guitar on the album, Eric playing bass. Alan Schwartzberg doing drum overdubs yeah. for Eric. It's just. It's like, I wonder if you asked them today, if you asked Gene or Paul, it was like, is Creatures of the Night a Kiss album? Would they be like, 
Uh, <laughs> or will they no, be? They, they would. Yeah. They, they would because I think Kiss, Kiss have mastered the art of crafting things in their favor after the fact. Yeah. The art of the spin. Yeah. You know, and they'll take complete ownership of it out in the open. But if you ask them, you know, kind of in private or you get them one on one, they're all like, well, this is, this is how the album was done. Yeah. And they don't shy away from the fact that they did it in, I don't know, less than, less than honest. Yeah. Less than in an honest way. I don't know how else to say it. It's, I don't know. It's, did they pay the ghost performers at all? Yeah, they got paid. I mean, if they got paid, then other than the credit on the album, I mean, I guess they did right by him at least. Yeah, I. Well, the, the, I don't know. The strange thing about it for me is that it's it's a it's a theme that's that overarching theme throughout their career. Yeah. The more you dig in, the more you see that you're just going to go, whoa. Yeah. You know, the very first solo, guitar solo on Lick It Up is played by Rick Derringer. It's not Vinnie Vincent. Ugh. It's just... You know, Bob Kulick plays all of the lead parts except for on Rocket Ride on side four of Alive 2. It's just one of those things where it's like, in a much smaller scale, obviously, the when I played drums in Refractions, like, I'm a child of my generation, so I'd write the drum parts take them to whoever recorded the, the demo and they would program it. Hmm. And so I'm, it's what I play. It's just not me playing it live. Sure. And a lot of times they'd like, well, we changed this, this, and this here because it sounds better. And like, I remember I mean, two instances where there was like some double bass work. That's like, yeah, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> I'm not that fast. I can't fucking do that. Right. And like, just that one little section of that song drove me insane. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. that's not me. I can't do that. <laughs> and it's like, I can't imagine being okay with having an album with my name on it and fucking none of it being me. Yeah, like, yeah. you have to have, there's a certain kind of sort of... uh sociopathic disconnect that you have to have yeah. to be able well, it's to, my to, album because my face is on it yeah, even though to, i did nothing yeah, for it do, like, I, I feel like you have to have a self-destructive streak <clears throat> to be able to really like the kiss <laughs> the kiss catalog yeah you know what i guess I mean? so like uh, shandy you know the song shandy yeah, yeah so nice romantic slow song off of unmasked yeah paul is literally the only member of kiss playing on that song i was assuming he's probably just singing yep like if any other band did this shit a lot of bands the world would fucking end well a lot of bands do you just don't know about it but like aerosmith's a good example again it's a time period though like it's it's the late 70s 80s I guess it was more common but like if I if I grabbed a BT Bam album and found out that like the guys didn't play on That's it. I'd be, like, be like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> like I'm, hey, hey, I'm angry. <laughs> like I remember, I remember when uh, everybody found out that uh, Chris Penny didn't play on uh, "No World for Tomorrow" by Coheed. Mm-hmm. And that when everybody found out it was Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters, yeah. everyone had a conniption fit. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins, awesome. <laughs> but he's a good drummer. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's absolutely like, a good drummer. You can't, you can't do that shit and not 
be upfront about it. Yeah. Because if you were just upfront about it, it'd be like, so-and-so's got stuff going on. He wants to do his own thing. Right. We had somebody step in to cover. If you say that, most people, they're gonna, there's going to be a bit of a backlash once you're at a certain point. Right. Just because you're so big that people are used to faces. But they're going to be more okay with it. If you just fucking tell them, yeah, then try to sneak it under the radar. Yeah, like. I, the, the the interesting thing about Kiss is that I fell in love with the music at a very young age. Yeah, um, and I still love the the music under Kiss Inc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but as I got older, as I got more perspective in life, I I dug. Yeah. I dug. And I remember the moment that I dug too deep. And you're, oh no. And, and that. <laughs> you tarnished it. And, and, and it changed. Yeah. It changed yeah. the perception for me. I think I, I love kiss music. I mm. absolutely love it. Yeah. Even the bad stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a certain kind of comedic irony. Yeah. That, sure. that I get out of some of the music. I mean, seriously, burn, bitch, burn. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But. I remember when I dug too deep yeah. and the switch flicked. And you were like, oh, and then there's I, a lot of untruths here. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and, and and there's a lot of things where I'm like, well, this is just a – this is almost intellectually dishonest. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. I'm fascinated by it. By the time – I'm fascinated by the times that Kiss is honest about who they are and or – honest about what they can do because it happens so few and far between. Yep. I feel, do you think, do you think once Paul and Gene call it a day? Cause I think that day is approaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're getting, close. um, yeah, I, f- do you think they'll take the, a page out of the venom book and become kiss ink? Cause I don't, I don't think it'll just die. I really don't. I um, think, I think Gene and Paul have something planned. Yeah. We've talked about this yeah, extensively. Yeah. You and I, I think, why be honest now? Yeah. You know what I mean? You've literally 30, 40 years of <laughs> lying. <laughs> lying. Why not? 45. Yeah. Just, just like bring in two new guys, put them in the same makeup and add in a couple of years, nobody's going to care. Yep. Like, yeah. That, and that's where I'm at with it. And in my opinion, yeah, I would like to see the, the entity of kiss carry on. Um, one, because I want to see them some more times with someone who can sing. Yeah, or at least can yeah. still sing. He can could still sing because on Creatures of the Night, Paul is fucking tearing up the scene. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing mean, but some good shit. He on has there. absolutely crucified his voice. And you I, can tell there's times where he's putting purposeful rasp on it, and it's like, that stop it! You're gonna hurt your throat. Yeah, oh, yeah, Even on Creatures, yeah, through like, yeah uh, through the eighties and nineties. Yeah, you know, he's something think he's saying it's a different combination. Yeah, yeah. Um, my hope is that they have two new people come in or, or three or four or whoever. I would yeah. imagine if Paul and Gene quit, Eric and Tommy will not stick yeah. around. Yeah. Um, so how that changes the entity known as Kiss, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I kind of hope that in a way I would kind of want, um, the official Kiss experience. Like a, like a Broadway or a yeah, Las like Vegas kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like a sanction, like a, an officially sanctioned group of dudes that do the show yeah like um, kind of like t uh trans-siberian orchestra tso yeah yeah, or yeah like that traveling group that just plays the music blue man group would be a good yeah, example yeah. of that sort of thing i my hope is that yeah so what you could potentially get is as bombastic and as quality of a show but you can get it in vegas los angeles new yeah. york chicago you can go to those places and see okay Find out, oh, look who's playing in Kiss right now. Yeah. We can go watch him play. Because so. that, that sounds so promising if it's like a 
just a, like a revolving door of mm-hmm. musicians who just like Kiss mm-hmm. or just like just interesting choices of musicians because yeah. like yeah. there's so many like immediately there's so many like weird choices I want to see quote unquote in Kiss yeah like yeah. I want to see Tosin Abasi in Kiss <laughs> just fucking big ass eight string with the fucking makeup on with the flat top he still has <laughs> I always tearing it know, up I had somebody I I got into a, who I can't remember who I was talking to but I got into a conversation about if you were going to replace him who would you yeah who would you pick and I picked out my lineup yeah easily who'd you got easily <laughs> I'd want Chuck Garrick from Alice Cooper's band to mm-hmm. play bass. Bass, yeah. He played bass and sang in the Eric Singer project. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck Garrick is a chiseled, you know, good looking, mm-hmm. mean looking biker dude. Yeah. Sleeved and tattoos, long hair, kind of has a sort of Jim Morrison vibe. Yeah. To the way he dresses. It'd be amazing <laughs> to see him playing the part of the, de- the demon. Yeah. Um, and for the spaceman, I would want a woman. Really? Yes, I would okay. want Allison Robertson from the Donnas. Is she? Cause she got the she. She have the chops to play lead. Oh yes. Okay. So I don't does. know anything. That wasn't like a sexist yeah, thing. I but, don't know who. Yeah. I've never when heard you her. listen, listen to the Donnas' last album, bitchin', yeah. and it ain't going to be any kind of a, an effort. No for, problem for at Allison all. to play gotcha. that stuff. And for a long time, I I was leaning towards um, Adam Lambert. As a star child, fuck yeah. Um, but I don't know that Adam can, can play guitar. Yeah, and you don't you don't want a, like a fake guitar track with him yeah. singing that. You you want it to be as honest as you can. Yep. But yep. vocally and like charisma wise, fuck yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Joey Castillo of not familiar with that Danzig name. and Queens of the Stone Age. Drum, oh, okay, yeah, drumming, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I support yeah. all that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be incredible. Yeah. It'd be absolutely incredible. But do you have people that are willing to do it? You know, could some people... I think if that Kiss money is there, there's going to be a lot of people willing to do it. And that's the thing. I've said this many times before. If you get the right people in the positions, the army will march. I don't know what else to call it other than sort of like intellectual dishonesty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they have a... They have a, a revisionist's way of spinning things after the fact so that they can feel better about what they did. Yeah. It's very <laughs> – it reminds me a lot of the way like – it's real weird. A real weird example. Cartman from South Park. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of like he's always right. Mm-hmm. Like I, he'll twist his own things around yeah. to be right. He's like a yeah. Sean Hannity sort of guy. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> – it's weird it's weird i yeah i'm it's a fascinating album everyone always talks about like motley crew and their excess mm-hmm. and it's like they didn't do nearly as much weird shit as kiss did no. like no they didn't like i mean ugh. nikki was shooting up heroin and just being stupid but yeah i mean just look at the politics between the social politics between the band members yeah it's unreal it's it's, it's absolutely unreal <laughs> It's so weird. Huh. Learned a lot today. This is when <laughs> I learned a lot of shit today. <laughs> Fucking uh, Nazis and... Yeah, it's unreal, dude. It's unreal. Fellatio between band members. <laughs> yeah. Huh. We, we ought to do an episode where just weird shit. Yeah. Top yeah. top 10 weird kiss shit. Yeah. I concur. Because <laughs> fucking... Whoo! That's some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. All right, so uh, favorite song? 
Creatures of the Night. It is. I really, really like Creatures of the Night. Yeah, I still really like Rock and Roll Hell. I I was going to say Rock and Roll Hell is... is, You can hear. That was real good, too. You can get... You can feel the Brian Adams. Yeah. Just... Just seeping. Yeah. Out of that song. Yeah, that's it. Man, there's only... There's not... I don't think there's a song on this album I don't really, like... I don't care for. Like, they're all pretty good. Yeah, I like War Machine. It's it's interesting when you can uh, the times when you're listening to the Kiss catalog and you can go that's Eric or yeah that's not Eric that's not Eric that yeah. is not Eric <laughs> you know once in a while it frustrates the hell out of me because I'm go that's not Eric that's not him that's <laughs> that is not Eric yeah why did you take Eric away <laughs> put eric back in yeah no joke on i on the elder that song that's not eric it's alan schwartzberg and you can hear it a fucking mile away uh, i think he had i think he had i think he talked about it on an episode of the i think it was mitchell lafon's podcast he, yeah. inter- he interviewed alan schwartzberg but um alan schwartzberg said yeah that's me on that yeah and go back and listen to it i'm all like yeah, that's not Eric. Yeah. The yeah. Tom the Tom fills. Eric does a lot of like do 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 do. He like he hits toms at the same time instead of just doing do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. He does that less as like the does that sort of bonum. Yeah. Tom hits, but it's not triplet. Yeah. He doesn't do that all the time. And that song Pump the mic. clip clips at a pace. It's like that's not Eric. Yeah. Why didn't you let Eric do it? I get, <laughs> yeah. I get so bummed out about it. Yeah. Well, here we are. <laughs> Sad face. This is the best Kiss album that's not Kiss. <laughs> yeah. That's the takeaway. Yeah, that that is. This is a takeaway. really good album, but it's hard to call it a Kiss album. Yep. Yep. the The interesting thing is, I I'm. Doesn't bother me that they Gene's going to play rhythm on a song. That, yeah, that's uh, if you're still in the band, like yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't bug me at all. But by the time we get to, I, I, I mean, even alive, Bob Kulick played all the leads or all but yeah. one of the leads on side four. Yeah, and then before that, what's before Alive? Love Gun yeah. or Alive Two? Love Gun. Mm-hmm. I think that's the last album without it, without any significant ghost yeah. appearances. I'd like to know the reason why behind all the ghost appearances. Like, could they just not get along? They couldn't keep them in the same room long enough. Like, uh, when it comes to Ace, it was usually Ace didn't show up. Like um, because of the booze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On uh, Destroyer, on the song um, "Sweet," is it "Sweet Pain"? Um, "Sweet Pain." It's a Gene song. Um, Ace had a poker game that night. <laughs> okay. Didn't want to come down to the studio, so you got so you got uh, Dick Wagner from uh, uh, Alice Cooper's band. Huh. I wonder if that's like a scramble at the last minute or like whoever's in the area. Or I wonder if it's a there's going to be days where these people don't show up, have people ready. It probably is probably just a we need somebody. Yeah. And Dick is down the hallway working on something. Yeah. Just go fucking get him yeah. in the same building. Go grab him. Have him play it. You know, it's just it's fucking nuts. It's nuts. It's I, I remember the moment I was like, oh, yeah. I know. Now I know too much. Now, now ignorance was bliss. Yeah, now yeah. I know. Now I know. It was just. It was such a weird moment. I was in my teens. Yeah. That's not Peter on Dynasty. Yeah. That's not Peter. 
Is that Peter? <laughs> That's not Peter. Yeah. You find out it's Anton Fig on Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And then then Peter's on the, the cover of Unmasked, and all of a sudden you hear double bass at the end of Torpedo Girl. Yeah. And you go, that's, That's not, not Peter. Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, an inter- it's an interesting time to be a Weird. Kiss fan. So. Weird. All right, there it is. Yeah, let's wrap it. All right, so we're going to wrap this show up. Um, stick around uh, after the outro because we're going we're gonna to play the, uh, the press conference from yeah. 1982. So stick around and hear that. There's some interesting things <laughs> to, to be heard. Indeed. <laughs> It's it's fascinating, absolutely. Fascinating. When you know the truth, yeah. Now when it's you like, when you know the truth, you're just like, oh my god, these guys suck. They're just lying left and right. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, so beyond that, uh, music, Lightblood, Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Oh, we're on Snapchat. I started a Snapchat. Jake is Snapchatting dick pics. I've already yeah, all the time. It's like, what else am I gonna do? Here's my dingus. Here's here's my dingus. Do you like um, the new Between the Buried and Me album? <laughs> that sounds way too accurate, sir. <laughs> um, d- 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 I'm trying to get the. Sorry. Oh, there we go. Uh, we are uh, first and last name, first name music, last name the lifeblood. <laughs> and our uh, username is MTLB Snap. There it is. Yep. I will don't know how regularly I'll be up taking taking some snaps, but I'll be taking some snaps. Into the twentieth century we plow. Yes, we do. Plowing that <laughs> ass into the twentieth century. Right. And then on top of that too, Music Light Blood is on YouTube. Go check us out for the whatever times that I want to release an episode for yeah. Vinyl Thursday and our other show, Conversations, Conversations from, from the, the Pit, Pit with Music Lifeblood's own third man in the field, Mr. John Carter. Yep. Oodles of things happening. Oodles of things. Oodles of things. All kinds of Music the Lifeblood content and goodies to be had for all. Indeed. Music the Lifeblood. Something old? Something new. What are you listening to?
they want to know what you're doing to keep up with the changing music scene. Do you ever think that you'll uh, go without your makeup and get a new look, keep up with the time? I don't think we ever concern ourselves too much. We never had before anyway with all the new changes, and that's up to other bands. I think we do what we do best, which is this. We're the best show on earth. That's all we know. And let other bands figure out what's in, what's out, what's in style, and what's... We're above style. We wear high heels and long hair because we love it, not because it's in style. Yeah. We still think that you're like, yeah! Just keeping up with the times, Ken? We are the times. Yeah! I think we're in a time warp, as a matter of fact. I don't know. I think that a lot of the parts of the costumes seem to be like jeans boots going back to 76, and Paul seems to be emulating older costumes. You guys trying to get back to Well, I was one of my greatest heroes, so I just figured <laughs> I'd pull something out of the closet. <laughs> How you doing? I'm fine. Who played the creature in the Revenge of the Creature? Wow. Don McGowan as the creature. The United Artists, 1956. Don McGowan in the creature. Do you remember who I am? No. No free plugs. Later. This was for Gene. Right. Right. Right here. What do you concentrate most on? Your stage show or your music? Before you think more important? I think, I think it goes in stages. You know that you have to tour with a record, so the first thing you do is you write a song. And then you've got to figure out how to make it interesting when you get up on stage and perform it live. So, first comes the song, and then comes figuring out how to get the song across. If there wasn't music, there wouldn't be the show. So I think first off, we got to do an album. we got to play. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
we, we play in Europe, they go nuts. So it's real strange. They have a different word for everything over there. <laughs> no, we haven't. We haven't gone to South America yet. We haven't been in Africa yet. But we've been in Europe, Australia, Japan, New Zealand. England swings like a pendulum theory. Eric, you, you must be like one of these guys who are walking out to a bar band and what, six figures, seven figures? Well, we don't talk about that, but yeah, I, feel, I can feel very lucky. Well, I'm just doing what I wanted to do, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And uh, I'm very happy to be here. You know, I'm very happy that the band chose me. And I'm really? like, it? Tell me more. Jane, Jane, this question is for Jane. It's Penny Lane over here. Oh, you were afraid 
didn't want to hear them. Turn it up! Come on! Uh-huh. Maybe I can get on top of this tank. Was that the H-bomb? Let's move this out of the way. King, you should breathe fire first. Yeah. Come on, King. They're all carnivals. I'm going to be the king. I'm going to fight off the chicken head next. Right. Oh, That's a bad. I'm not a king. Well, I found his hand in my pocket one night. I don't know. He's so much. We cleaned his pipe. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get in the middle here, and the firewall's going to go like that. <laughs> so, if you want your picture, you take it. Thank you for being here. I think there's one more effect, isn't it? Not yet! 
Not yet, okay? <laughs> Got another one pet. Okay. I want to keep my hair, so. Anyway, we want to thank you for coming, and we'll see you on tour. See you in the U.S. of A.